Welcome to the ministry of Gene Fraser. We trust that the word you're about to hear will have a transforming effect on your life. Now, here's Gene with today's message. All right, well, we're here being a woman of godly influence. Come on, am I looking at a bunch of influencers out there or what? You know, I'm not all caught up in that. I mean, not that there's anything wrong with it, but, you know, I should have maybe found out more what that was. But just this morning, it was just kind of dawning on me. You're like, really, Jean? But it was just kind of dawning on me, like, you know, there's like beauty influencers, right? There's peoples out there on social media land, right? And, you know, you got all these influencers. What are they doing? They're endeavoring to influence that product or, or that thing, you know? So do, are there people called beauty influencers? Yeah. Right? Well, can we, can, do, do we want to just become a bunch of Bible influencers? I mean, come on, because you know what? The Bible is the truth. And you know what? The only way people are truly going to be set free is through the Bible. Jesus said, I am the way. I am the truth. I am the life. No one comes to the Father except through me, meaning except through Jesus. So he's the way. And you know what it says? When, where the spirit of the Lord is, there is liberty. There is freedom. And so I'm so grateful that I once was bound, but now I've been freed. Does that mean I don't have problems through the days sometimes? I absolutely do. But I've got the answer, and it's God's truth. And so as we get in his word, we start to realize, oh, man, I've been created for so much more than that. I've been, I've been called to live so much higher than that. And that's just my heart in the ministry here is just to help raise women up into that high place that God has called us to be. We're not to be trample, trampled on and walked all over. No, we are to rise up and take our place in the army of God. Amen. And so he wants us to be being a woman of godly influence. We're going to be some Bible influencers. Amen. Women for Jesus influencers. Come on, this world, we are just everywhere we go. The women of the world, right? The, the picture of what you're supposed to look like, what you're supposed to sound like, who you're supposed to try and be like, and all those things. It's just such an image, and it's distorted, ladies. And I think probably most of us have come to at least a certain maturity of realizing it's a distorted image of who a true, real woman of God is to be. And so we're not to look to the world to try and figure out and find out who am I supposed to be? How am I supposed to talk? How am I, how am I supposed to do this thing? Who, you know, I mean, Paul said, follow me as I follow Christ. You know, and people think, well, I'm just a follower of Jesus. Well, yeah, that's great, yeah. But also, Paul himself said, follow me. He was, he was telling the people, follow me. Paul was saying, hey, follow me, not follow Jesus, follow me as I follow Christ. And so what does that mean? Well, those people are following Christ too, as, as long as Paul's following Christ. But he was saying, it's, I believe he was trying to show them, give them someone like in the earth, you know, here I am, follow me because I'm following him. Amen. So you find people. God puts people in our life to find people as they're following him we follow them. And we don't keep following them if they stop following him. Uh-uh-uh-uh-uh. If they get off, I'm off too. I'm not following you. But if they stay on with the truth, I'm going to keep following them. Amen? And so 
God gives us people to, to help us. Amen. I'm so glad God gave me people to help me. Amen. And God's given you people to help you. Amen. And praise God so we can just be a bunch of Bible influencers. Amen. Praise God. Amen. Well, I, I looked up the word uh, influence. Uh, a few definitions. I like this one. The first one, the power to have an important effect on someone or something. Man. Influence is huge. Influence. It is power. God's wanting us to be a woman of godly power. The power to have an important effect on someone or something. And let's face it, ladies, we all have our own world. You are you. You have your family. You have your neighbors. You have your job. You have your, your workplace. You, you, you have your, your places you go, the people you see. You have your world and you have been called to be a godly influence in your world. It is such an important job to the Lord that we do and be those godly women with godly influence walking in what we were created for. It's important, not just for us. Who knows it's just not about you. It's not just about me. It's about the people we're influencing every day. And don't think you're not influencing people, right? Let's face it. It's, and who knows it's not many times what we say. Who knows, right? We've heard the thing, actions speak louder than words. It's not really about what you say, although what you say is extremely important. But it's more about what you do. How are each one of influencing the people around us? It's important. And know that it's powerful. It's powerful. So whether it's good influence or bad influence, it is powerful. And to think that we have the power to bring an effect, to cause an effect, an important effect on a person in their life, to be able to speak into their life. And again, not necessarily maybe speaking words into their life, but being a godly life before them to see, speak volumes to them, volumes. And what you did, or may I say maybe sometimes what you didn't do, what you didn't enter into, what you didn't allow yourself to get around and to listen to, it's influencing people. Don't think they're not watching you and me because they are, right? Because guess what? You know how we know that? Because guess what? You and I are just the same we're watching people too. We're doing the same thing, me and you. So know that people are doing the same thing to you too. And you carry such power to be such an amazing influence for God. To help those people. To help them to see a different way. They need to be influenced God's way. Influence, another definition is the capacity to have an effect on the character, development, or behavior of someone or something. Man, the capacity to have an effect. To act, you mean that I can actually affect somebody's character, somebody's development? I can actually affect somebody's behavior? Yeah. And you know what? In reality, we are. We don't have to try and do that. Our lives are an influence. 
Amen. And as I got into this, you know, I was realizing, I'm like, wait a minute. It's not like we're trying to be this godly influence. It's like, regardless whether or not we are living our lives, we are influencing people every day with what we do and with what we say. And so I just believe the Spirit of God is here to help us see it, to realize how important we really are. Your life matters. Your influence matters where you are in your world. It matters. It's making a difference. And maybe some here are thinking like, oh man, I have not been a good influence. I've this, that, whatever that stuff is that would try to cause you maybe to get upset of how you've missed it in the past. Let me tell you something. Today's a new day. It's a new day. And today we can just rise up and decide, I'm going to do it the way God did say. And I choose to be a woman of godly influence. I choose to turn from the ways of the world. And I choose to stand on God's word and to be his Bible influencer. Amen? You can do that. You've got the power to do that. If you've got him, you've got everything you need. I'm telling you, he's looking to raise up an army of women to influence this world for him. The enemy throughout the years and in religion tries to shut women's mouths saying, you're not supposed to speak, you can't talk. What in the world? The world would be really in bad shape if there weren't women that made an impact on this world. It would be in bad shape. Amen. Say, the world needs me. The world needs me. The world needs you. Amen. Your life is to have a transforming effect on the character, development, and behavior of others. Man. And last uh, definition of influence. Here's another one. Takes a different little journey, but I like it because there is truth to it. And it is to affect, especially in some gentle, subtle, and gradual way. Isn't that powerful? So it's not like this boom, bang, overnight thing. They're changed. I influenced them. It was just like something you said and like you influenced them for life and they're completely changed overnight. No. Just like us, as we get in the word and we're, we're growing in the word of God, it's not like boom, overnight, we're there. We are continuously growing. And so even with our influence in people's lives, it's continuously growing. It's continually helping them and causing, causing to help them make those changes. So it's an effect, especially in some gentle, subtle, and gradual ways. And I know some of us don't like that. We want it now, Daddy. I mean, I'm one of those. It's like, I want that done yesterday. Today's too late. I want it done yesterday. And so, but who knows, everyone's not like that, right? It would, be a, it would be a real boring world if we were all the same, right? I think sometimes in our mentality and our thinking, and we're sometimes women, you know, we can be so loaded with our own opinions and we think everyone else in the world is wrong and like my, own, my opinion's the only right way. It's like, no, 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 no. There's other ways. Your way might be a great way, but guess what? There's some other great ways too, possibly, you know? So stay open. But anyway, sometimes... And we know it's that gentle, subtle, and gradual way, that influence of you in their life every single day. It's influencing them. 
and now some synonyms for influence. To impact. So now that doesn't sound very subtle, right? We're thinking, oh, subtle, gentle, gradual way. But yet a synonym for influence is also impact. So it is impacting them, but many times in a subtle, gentle, and gradual way. But it is impacting them. I like this one too, to mold. To mold. To lead. Come on, you know you like to lead. Reputation. Guidance. And this is an interesting two, one. Sway. A synonym for influence is to sway. So again, always checking up on our... And you know what? Just because you were a good influence yesterday, I don't even want to say a good influence because you know what? There's a difference. I think there's bad influences, there's good influences, and there's godly influences, you know? And so good ideas aren't necessarily always God ideas, but that's another story. So anyway, to sway, 1 John 5, 19. They're going to pull that up on the screen. You can look at that if you want. 1 John 5, 19. We know that we are of God and the whole world lies, what? Under the sway of the wicked one. Oh my, it's almost like, do we even have a chance? The whole world lies under the sway, or we could say under the influence of the wicked one. You know, a lot of people don't know this. 2 Corinthians 4.4, 4, it shows us that Satan is the god of this world. People think, oh, well, God, he's in control of everything. God's not in control of the world. My Lord, if he was in control of the world, he got problems, man. He don't know what he's doing. God is not in control of the world. Satan is the god of this world. God was in control through Adam and Eve, but we'll get into that in just a little bit here, that they gave the control over to the devil, to Satan and his bunch. So now the whole world lies under the sway of the wicked one. There's influence, and you know it, everywhere we go, isn't There's influence, influence, and so many times it's really all, mostly for bad, ungodly influence. Because the whole world lies under the sway, under the influence of the wicked one. So we are not to be influenced by this world, by demon spirits, by the devil, but by the Holy Spirit. We are to be influenced by the Holy Spirit, not influenced by the world. And you know how we escape? So you think, how in the world can we escape? You know, because like we said, we're in this world. I'm sorry, the, Satan is the god of this world, right? But then here's some good news, ladies. We're in this world, obviously, right? I mean, look around you. <laughs> we're, we're here. <laughs> we're here in this world that we just found out is under, lies under the sway of the evil one, the wicked one. That word wicked, too, isn't it? It's, it's just nasty. It's nasty. That word wicked is nasty. And the whole world lies under the sway of the wicked one. But here we are. Well, I got good news for you. You know, the Bible also shows us that we're in this world, but we are not of this world. Now, I know you think, what do you mean I'm not of this world? I'm right here. Yeah, physically, here we are. But spiritually, 
You are a spirit. You have a soul. You live in a body. These bodies help keep us on this earth, right? Otherwise, a spirit, it would just float into heaven or hell. So here we are. We're in this world. We are not of it. And so we have to focus on that and realize, hey, I'm in this world, but I am not to fall under the sway of this evil world. I am not of this world. I have been created for bigger things. I've been created for better things. I've been created for God's glory, for him to have place in my story. Amen? That's what you were created for. That's what I was created for. Not to, not to fall under the sway of the evil one and be his vessel to flow through. Amen. So we escape the influence of the world through the influence of the word, because here we are, we're in the world, we're not of it, but we're still in it having to deal with all this stuff. But thank God, we've got the answers of how to deal with all the stuff, and it's right here. Amen. We escape the influence of the world through the influence of the word of God. I love this scripture. Romans chapter 12, verse 2. They'll, they'll bring it up there if you need to see it. Romans chapter 12, verse 2. And do not be conformed to this world, but be transformed by the renewing of your mind. We'll stop right there. So he's telling that church, do not be conformed to this world but be transformed by the renewing of your mind. That word conformed, I mean, can't you feel it? It's like conformed. It's like you just kind of conform to it, you know, to the pressure, to the, you know, the peer pressure and just all the different pressures. You conform to the world. But he says, don't be conformed to the world, but be transformed. I love that. Transformed, that's from the inside out to be transformed from the inside out by the renewing of your mind. And you know what? Too many times people are trying to change their actions. You need to get your mind changed first. And when we change our mind, our actions will change. So many people are trying to get, you know, just change their minds on different issues. Oh, it's like, I'm, I'm sorry, to, you know, to change their actions. They're trying to change their actions. Oh, I got to stop doing this. I got to stop. You know, I mean... It's, the Bible is not about all the, all the don'ts. The Bible is all about, this is what you have. <laughs> this is all yours. This is what you get to do. This is how you get to live. But so many times, religion has painted this picture of, it's the don'ts. It's the, you can do these things, and you don't do those things. If you do those things, you go to heaven. If you don't do those things, you go to hell. Religion is just tainted and perverted of what it's supposed to be. It's supposed to be a relationship yeah. with God, yeah. not a religion of man. And so I'm so grateful that I'm growing in my relationship with my creator, God Almighty. Amen? Amen. And don't ever stop. May we never stop. May we never stop. Because there's always something more we didn't know. Amen. And you think about it, as you grow spiritually, who knows, like even naturally, when you, as you grew up, who knows you know a few more things? 
I know all those teenagers, they think they know it all. We can just stop here. I know everything. Ah. But you know, I know, when we were teenagers, we thought we knew everything, too, and we thought they got it wrong. And now, as we've gotten older, we're like, yeah. <laughs> it's funny. <laughs> I mean, it's funny, but not funny. But anyway, moving right along. So don't be conformed, or we could say don't be influenced by the world. Stop being conformed. Don't let that sway of the evil one, that influence of the evil one, conform you, but rather by the word of God, as we get in and our minds are transformed by his word, we, we just start to be more like him, to talk more like him, to walk more like him, to be a greater example of who he really is. There's too many people calling themselves Christians that aren't Christians. Christian means like Christ, friend. Like Christ. And who knows, we don't get there overnight. But as long as we're pressing on and we keep looking for further light, we're going to get there. Got to be patient with yourself, right? Got to be patient with ourselves. Because I've seen too many times people, they just start giving up. They think, oh, man, forget it. You know, it just messed up again. Who in the world are you to decide that was your last time that you should mess up and, like, it's over now? That's not how God is. As long as you get up again, you've got another chance, my friend. As long as you get up again. But it's important not to just get up and pretend it didn't happen. Kind of sweep it under the carpet. Kind of try and... 1 John 1, 9. If you don't know this scripture, you want to know it. And if you are a Christian, you should know it. Because you should have had to turn there a few times by now. <laughs> if you're doing it right. And if you haven't been doing it right, well, today here's the light. 1 John 1, 9. If. It says, if you confess your sins. If you confess your sins, he is faithful and just to forgive you of all your sins and to cleanse you from all unrighteousness. But who knows? Notice that if. There is the part that we need to confess that, whatever that is to you, whatever it is you did do. Confess it as sin. Don't make excuses for it. so dangerous to make excuses because you're staying in the darkness. Excuses for what you do or what you don't do is very dangerous for the being, for our being. Amen. So we don't want to stay in the darkness. We want to confess it. He didn't say, aren't you glad he didn't say you had to get, you know, pick up the phone and post it all over social media. Okay, this is what I did. And you don't have to confess it to the world. But he does expect us to confess it to him. He wants to hear it. And I know, come on, I'm the same way. Sometimes we don't want to face up to that ugly. We don't want to face up to that that thing that we know isn't right in God's sight. But when we do, 
You have to understand for me and you. As we confess that thing and he brings that forgiveness and he washes us from that thing, as he does that, I just believe that with that comes the power of God upon us to help not do it again. Repent means to turn. Repent doesn't mean to say I'm sorry. Repent literally means to turn. You're turning from that wrong to the right. And now you're fully expecting to do what's right now. But if you end up doing what's wrong, you don't wallow in it and pull out the violins. Ladies, don't wallow in it and pull out the violins. People think that's, oh, that's, so, that's such a sign of humility. No, it's a sign of frailty. It's a sign of weakness because you don't know who you really are. You really are the righteousness of God in Christ. You really have been bought with the blood of Jesus. And you really have been forgiven. And so you messed up, you get up, you repent, you turn, and you go on. And let God use you mightily. Amen? See, but the enemy wants us to stay down because he knows you're no good when you're down. Don't you know it? I know it. I'm no good when I'm down. But oh man, when I'm having an up day, <laughs> you better watch out. You know it too. You're having a bad day, you know it. You don't want to help anybody. My golly, you don't even want help yourself. You just remember, if you're ever in that, this, I, this, none of this was in my notes. So this is Holy Spirit help. You just remember, when you're in that moment, don't you think that you can't get up? Because you can. You can get up. You pull on that strength. You look to that strength. Don't look for your friend to call you. And Why isn't someone calling me and helping me? Why aren't they checking on me? No. God's always with you. He's right there. He, he doesn't have to check on you. He's right there with you all the time. He was with you when you messed up, and he's right there to help you get up. So look to him within and get up. I've been there. I've done it. It works. You can do it. Hallelujah. But there's power. There's such power in that. Who knows? And then, but see, then when you get up, then you think, how, how could I be an influence? Look at me. I, I've messed up. See, that's, that's the enemy's. We've got to realize the enemy's thoughts. I mean, yeah, there's times that the Holy Spirit convicts us. And, I mean, come on. If we really stop and really take time to think and meditate and ponder on these things and even talk to the Lord about these things, it's like you know when he's convicting you about something. Yeah. It's like, why are you messing with it? Just do what he says and do it quickly. And then go on and help set other people free. Because it's not just about you and me. Remember, our lives are an influence. So the quicker we get free of certain things, the quicker we can help get other people free of certain things. Amen. Come on. We're women of godly influence. Listen to Romans chapter 12, verse 2 in the Message Bible. Don't become so well-adjusted to your culture that you fit into it without even thinking. We all could use a little shaking in that sometimes, can't we? You can, and who knows, ladies, you like to fit in. We like to fit in. Don't become so well-adjusted to your culture that you fit into it without even thinking. Sometimes you got to stop and think, ladies. Why am I doing this? 
because you doing that is influencing others to do that. But if you'll rise up and be the godly influence that you are called to be, you can help them stop and think about it and think, well, you know what? I don't have to do that either. But everyone's under the sway of the wicked one, sway that they're just swaying together. I don't know. We, we just need to be that little fishy that's willing to swim upstream. We don't want to stand out. We want to fit in. You know what, ladies? God wants us to stand out. He wants you to stand out. And you know what? And we grow in this. But he wants us to grow in being comfortable with that. It's okay if everybody doesn't agree with you. It's okay if everybody doesn't accept you. I'm still growing in that. But I thank God I've grown a lot. Because I wouldn't be able to do what I'm doing right now if I didn't. But I know who I am. And I know what he's called me to do. And people can either like me and receive from me or not like me and leave. Hopefully someone else can reach them and help them. I'm all about helping people. But remember, to the degree that we're helped is the to the degree that we can help others. Yeah. So remember, you getting help isn't just for you. It's about your whole world, too. Everybody around you. Everybody in your past, everybody in your present, and everybody yet in your future. Come on, girls. Bible influencers. Amen. Truth influencers. God influencers. Word influencers. Not worldly influencers. We're rising up. I'm feeling it on the inside. We are rising up, ladies, taking hold, and we're going to be bold with who we are, whose we are, and what we know he's called us to do. And we're not going to be afraid to be that little fishy swimming upstream when they all start looking at you and thinking, what's up with you? You know, the Bible talks about, you know, don't think it's strange. I'm paraphrasing somewhere in the epistles. It talks about, you know, don't think, he's basically saying, don't think it's strange that they think that you're not running around with them the way you used to and doing the things that you used to do with them. Don't think it's strange. Why, why should we be shocked at that? People, that people are going to be like that. And you've got to be okay with it because guess what? There's a whole lot of other people that need you to do what you're doing. Forget about them. And you know what? Maybe in time when they come to the end of their rope, they'll know the one to go to if they're in need of hope. They'll know who to go to. People have come to me from times past. They knew. Come on. And again, in all of this, there are no regrets. I don't want one regret in this place because that's not receiving of God's grace. You repent for it, and that's it. No regrets from here on out. And, you know, who knows even the world? You know, the more you get to know the word of God, the more you realize how completely opposite it is from the world. I'm telling you sometimes, and it's okay, because, I mean, people don't know. But I've seen people's faces, and all of a sudden they light up. They're like, I didn't know it was in there. I never saw it like that. And it's been there the whole while. But finally people see and they realize, oh, my, how contrary is this world? To God's word, it's opposite, so opposite. So we have to be okay with not fitting in with the world 
and feeling a lot of times like we're complete opposite. Because you know what? We've been created to be the salt of the earth, not the sugar. And sometimes salt can taste bitter. Sometimes salt can hurt. But salt's purpose is not a bad purpose. It's to help season things, and right, doesn't it even help preserve things, right? And it'll shrivel up those slugs in moments, won't it? <laughs> I remember that as a kid. So many slugs. Ugh. Get that salt out. Took care of it. So a woman of godly influence is first influenced by the word of God. So we can't expect to be a woman of godly influence. You know, so what's influencing us? First and foremost, it's the word of God. And then people in our lives that God, God brings us to, you know, and to help us and things. But first and foremost, it's the word of God. This is, to what's in, this is what is to influence us. Influenced by God. Influenced by the word of God. And, you know, there was one time, you know, sometimes people call this the Bible or they call it the Word or they call it the Word of God, right? Sometimes I feel like it just kind of makes it, I don't know, I, I just like it sometimes to be like, you know, just like, you know, here on my person, like I'm Jean and then I have the words of Jean, like you're hearing me speak, right? But I'm all together one thing, right? So it's like the Bible. You know, sometimes you think, oh, it's the Bible, like it's this, it's this book to read. No, I mean, these are literally... I like to call it the words of God. It's the words. It's not just the word. There's a lot of words. It's the words. It's the words of God to me. God breathed on this. And it's the words of God to me into my life. I wasn't supposed to do that. Praise God. So Matthew chapter 5. I want to talk about the salt here. I just brought that up. Matthew chapter 5, verse 13 through 16. Is anybody getting help in here? Come on, I'm up here and I'm getting help. Surely you're getting some help. Verse 13. You are the salt of the earth, but if the salt loses its flavor, how shall it be seasoned? It is then good for nothing but to be thrown out and trampled underfoot by men. You are the light of the world. A city that is set on a hill cannot be hidden. Nor do they light a lamp and put it under a basket, but on a lampstand. And it gives light to all who are in the house. Let your light so shine before men and women that they may see your good works. Not just hear your words. They may see your good works and glorify, glorify your Father in heaven. And so it's interesting. I want to show you here real quick. That word loses its flavor. Those words there, when you look it up in the original Greek, you know, if you, you might be new at this, but if you study the Bible a bit, one of the ways of studying the Bible is looking the different words up in the Greek or in the New Testament or in the Hebrew in the Old Testament. And so I like looking the words up and seeing like from its original, it just kind of brings some more things out. And so anyway, those words, you can look it up yourself, loses its flavor. When you look that up in the Greek, this is what it means. Are you ready? 
to be foolish or to act foolishly. So he's, liking, he's liking, likening salt to us. He's saying, you're the salt of the earth. So he's saying, like, we're like salt. And so here we are on this earth, Christians, here we are. But if we act foolishly, how's, how's the world going to be influenced is basically what we can say. If we act foolishly, how is the world going to be influenced? Because we're the salt of the earth. I mean, we're, we're the salt. We're to be making a difference. But if we act foolishly, which we can just simply say, and, and to me, any, anything foolish, it, if it doesn't line up to the word of God, if it's not in the Bible, it, it's foolish. Man's opinion, different religions, it's complete foolishness. If it doesn't line up with this, it's foolish. So if we're acting, acting foolishly will cause us to lose our flavor. And that flavor, that's our godly influence in the world. You're called to be the salt, not the sugar. Who knows sugar? You know, there's a lot of candy coating the gospel going around for years now. We're not to candy coat it. The gospel, do you know what that literally means, gospel? The gospel is the good news. It's not the bad news. So many people think, oh, the gospel or, you know, the Bible, or, you know, they're just, because what happens immediately? Again, why? Because uh, we've been in this world under the sway, of, there's a sway of the wicked one, the evil one, and all these thoughts. It's like the Bible. It's like, it's, it's all these do's and don'ts. Uh-uh, uh-uh, uh-uh. There, there's a renewing of our mind that we need to be finding. That change, that changed way of thinking. And remember, the only way we're going to change our thinking is by renewing it with the word of God. That's how you change that thinking. You don't try and change your thinking. You can't. I can't. It's so embedded in there, some thinking. And, you know, some, some thoughts, some things, some traditions, some opinions, some, you know, belief systems that we might have, some are more embedded than others. Like even a lot of the, like the women's lib stuff, you know, some women, they really got that down. <laughs> deep down, <laughs> you know, and so it takes, but it, who knows, it takes a lot, that, trans, that transforming of the mind, and so it's important that we do that, though. Hmm. Let me read that in the message. Let me tell you why you are here. Don't you love that? Are you re ready, ladies? Let me tell you why you're here. I kind of just heard myself the other day just saying that to you with an attitude, you know. Let me tell you why you're here. You're here to be salt seasoning that brings out the God flavors of this earth. Not the devil flavors, the God flavors. If you lose your saltiness, or if you act foolish, how will people taste godliness? So if you walk in foolishness, how in the world are they going to taste godliness? They're not going to. They're not gonna. And meanwhile, right there, we had the power to help possibly them make the change. I don't want to lose an I don't want to lose one more opportunity. How about you? And remember, it's not necessarily something you're gonna say, but it's something that you're gonna live. It's something that you do. It's you. Verse 14 in the message. Here's another way to put it. You're here to be light, bringing out the God colors in the world. God is not a secret to be kept. You ready, ladies? 
We're going public with this. Come on. We're going. You know, I, let me tell you why you're here. We're going public with this. Anybody going public with this? Come on. Don't you feel that fight to just really stand now in your world for what is right? And don't, come on, don't you be, a, don't try and fit in. We've got to stop. And see, that's so much, that's that transforming of our mind because we've just grown up that way. It's like we, we always want to feel like we fit in. But if we really stop and realize, why do I want to fit in to a world that is full of sin? Why would I want to fit in with sin? I don't want to fit in with sin. I want to fit into God's mold. And I want to rise up and be bold and not be timid or afraid of the decisions I've made, but to go public with it. Come on, God's speaking to some of you today. We're going public with this. As public as a city on a hill. If I make you light bearers, you don't think I'm going to hide you under a bucket, do you? I'm putting you on a light stand. Now that I've put you there on a hilltop on a light stand, shine. And who knows, a light doesn't have to try and shine. Light shines. So the striving is over, ladies. You don't have to try and shine. You just have to be you. You shine. Keep open house. Be generous with your lives. By opening up to others, you'll prompt people to open up with God. Isn't that powerful? I thought of some people that I know recently. This is so evident in their life. By opening up to others, you're helping to prompt them to open up to God. Now, it's not your job to get them to believe it, but it is your job to be a godly influence, and you can help them to see it. Come on, we're going public with this. The Passion Translation, verse 14. Your lives light up the world. For how, and you know what? Sometimes, ladies, you don't realize how bright you are. But you realize light and its effect on a dark place when it shows up. Have you ever felt like you walked in a room and it's like, like everything stopped and they, and they all kind of looked at you? Don't think it's because you look all pretty and whatever. It's like we got to get out of that. You got to realize, we got to look past our natural and realize what really matters ultimately for eternity is what's on the inside. And I don't care how glamorous some of those women look out there. If they're not saved, if they're not born again, they are hideous. Spiritually, they are hideous. They're, they're, of, they're of the child, they're of the devil's child. And who knows, I don't think he creates good-looking offspring. But God does. We are beautiful. We are radiant. We shine. We don't have to try and shine. So be bold and be confident of God in you. You don't have to try. You just have to be you. But there's a building up of that confidence of you 
of who you are, you see. It, I, that doesn't just come overnight, you know. That's a growing. That's as I keep getting influenced by the word of God in my life. It gets me bolder. It gets me stronger. It gets me more confident. Bolder is not necessarily louder. Although bolder can be louder. But you know what? Sometimes bolder, it can actually be softer. So it's not the volume. It's the weight. <laughs> inside a person, you know. We're getting weighty. The word helps us to get weighty. So where were we? Verse 16, the Passion Translation. So don't hide your light. Let it shine brightly before others so that your commendable works, sounds like you're being a godly influence, will shine as light upon them, and then they will give their praise to your Father in heaven. So your light shining is your influence. Don't give the dimmed version. Come on, you know how you like those dimmers. Does anybody have dimmers in their house? Let's not put on our spiritual dimmers. Don't you be timid about your light. Because even though they might not like you or love you at first sight, you've got to be okay with it. And you've got to know that God's working. He's working behind the scenes. You just be who you are. You be the, and shine the light the way you were created to be. You just go public with this thing. You just do what you're here for and let God do the rest. Amen? You know, sometimes you think, oh, I don't want to ruffle any feathers, right? Come on, been there, done that. You know, you don't want to ruffle any feathers. And let's face it, sometimes there are times, I mean, there's tactful ways to do things. I mean, t being tactful is a, is a good thing. So, you know, it's good. But when it comes down to it, you know, you don't want to ruffle any feathers. You know, what does that mean? That means like, you know, you don't want to offend or upset people. But guess what? <laughs> you offend and upset people, you're in good company. Jesus offended and upset a lot of people. We've got to remember that. Stop trying to fit in. My Lord, if Jesus just tried to fit in, we wouldn't have had a Savior to save us from our sin. I'm so grateful Jesus didn't come to fit in. Instead, he came to save me from my sin. I was worth it to him. You got to look and know there's people that are worth it to you to do what you know to do and to be that godly influence in your heart that you know is true. Amen. They're worth it. You're worth it. Your world is worth it. God thought so. He sent his son, Jesus, it says that the whole world could be saved. Now, the whole world isn't getting saved, but his full intention, he sent him to help to save the whole world. So let's go out it like that. Whoever, the whole world, whoever sees me, that influence, I just hope it gets on anybody and everybody it can to help make an influence in them. But we don't, we don't want to be concerned about offend. You know, the, the, the ones who were offended in the Bible, they were the religious people, the Pharisees. They were the religious people. 
Ladies, we're not religious people. We are relationship people. I'm not religious. I don't follow religion. I have a relationship with Jesus. Amen? And that's you too. So don't be concerned about that. One last thing here. So just an example of a woman in the Bible who was not a good influence. And that was Eve. Anybody remember the story? Eve got to watching and listening to the devil's seductive lies and became a bad influence. So she didn't just wake up one morning and just, boom, she was a bad influence. No, she was created in the image and the likeness of God. I mean, she was perfect. She was awesome. Then Satan, the serpent in the garden. Remember, we don't have time to get into all that. But the serpent, that she, she, he, and he started speaking. He started saying, has God said you can't eat that tree? Meanwhile, the devil knew God said that. But he's questioning. He's like, God's lying to you. It's, in other words, like here, it's like, the Bible's not true. Yeah, maybe some of that's true, but it's not all true. Oh, yes, it is. And no spirit of this world is going to tell me any differently. So anyway, Eve was listening to the devil. His and who knows, it doesn't just, it's very seductive. He's very sly coming in with those lies. In Genesis 3, 6, it says, when the woman saw, so see, she listened, to him first, and then she looked. She was listening to him, and then she looked. When the woman saw that the tree was good for food and that it was a delight to her eyes and that the tree was desirable to make, desirable to make one wise, she took from its fruit and ate, and she gave also to her husband with her, and he ate. So that's another sermon for the men's ministry. But the husband was there, and he took it. She didn't force it on him, but we're at the women's Bible study today, so we're focusing on us, right? She gave it to her husband. She, that was not good. <laughs> that was not good. She, received, she took that thing, and she turned, and she gave it to her. She influenced her husband to eat the very fruit from the tree that God said not to eat. And it's not like God, I mean, understand, when you look there, it's like there were, he, he said you can eat of all the trees in the garden except that one tree in the middle of the garden. And so what is that? Just mankind, just that human nature, that sway of the wicked one. I want the one I was told I can't have. <laughs> so anyway, she did it. You will influence others with what you allow to influence you. Ooh. Watch what's influencing you, because that's what you're influencing others with, too. It's like it's passed down, right? I get influenced through the word, and then I turn and I influence people with the word. And then I would hope that those people then turn and influence other people with the word. And you look at this domino effect. I mean, you talk about a network. That's what God's looking for, ladies, a network of godly, influential women to help take back the lives of the people that are so lost in their sin and in religion. A woman's influence, your influence, is very, very powerful. It's very powerful. Remember that definition? The power to have an important effect on someone or something. You talk about an important 
day that day, an important decision. Eve gave, that was an important day and an important decision to be made. You think how in the, that, that affected all of humanity. You think really one little, dis, that, that, that affected all of humanity, that one decision. So you think about it, your influence in people's life, the power to help them, to affect them in those important decisions. Man, that's powerful. We carry a lot of power, ladies. And so we don't want to be afraid of it. We just want to continue to grow in it so we use it correctly. Amen. And so let your influence as a godly woman go out into all your world. We're closing here. Just like I said, we all have, you know, the Bible talks about, you know, oh, go out into all the world and preach the gospel and da-da-da-da-da. And that's what it says over there in Matthew. But I like to say, go out into all your world. What does your world look like? And as each one takes care of their world, the world's getting covered. So what does your world look like? You ask yourself, you think about that yourself, your world. What does that look like? And I love it. You know, there's different scriptures over in the epistles. You can write these down if you want to look at them later. Romans 1.8, it says, First, I thank my God through Jesus Christ for you all, that your faith is spoken of throughout the whole world. I mean, they had faith in, the, in Rome. The church at Rome had such faith. It was spoken about through the whole world. Colossians 1, 3 through, 3 through 5. We give thanks to the God and Father of our Lord Jesus Christ, praying always for you. Since we heard of your faith in Christ Jesus and your love for all the saints. Hey, ladies, word's getting out. Word's getting out. It's funny how people find out, right? Word's getting out about you. The changes. Word's getting out. And it's okay. The word needs to get out. People need to be finding out, hearing of your faith in God and your love for people. They need to be influenced by you and what's been happening to you. Praise God. And, you know, when the power of the Holy Spirit came upon those people in the early church, back in that upper room, they influenced the world. In Acts 17, 6, it actually says that the church, they turned the world upside down. Our influence can help to turn our world upside down. And then we say right side up for Jesus. Jesus influencers, God influencers, godly influencers, Bible influencers. That's who we are. We're pushing Jesus. And go turn your world upside down for Jesus. Amen. That concludes this message. For more information about Life of Faith Bible Church or Gene Fraser Ministries, go to our website at lofbc.org or call 888-542-2555. You can hear more messages by Gene Fraser by going to her media page at genefraser.org. While you're there, you'll also find more information about Jean's bi-monthly ladies' Bible studies and a night in the glory ladies' meetings, as well as her annual You Glow Girl Ladies' Conference. That website again is genefraser.org. We trust today's message has encouraged your faith and strengthened your spirit to live the victorious life. And until next time, remember, we always triumph and we always win. <laughs>